Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hi, Jason. Thank you for having me today. Uh, my name is Rigard Tang. I'm a certified empowerment coach based in Las Vegas. I focus on burnout, work-life balance, and self-acceptance. Oh my goodness. Those <laughs> are like the top three things any woman in the world needs support with, like burnout, self-acceptance. You said, what was the, the, the other one? Career? Uh, oh, work-life balance. Work-life balance. Like, wow. So <laughs> that's, that's three separate episodes right there. But right before we dive into, you know, how you help women in these areas, I'd love to learn, you know, how you got to this place. What What's your story and what led you to wanting to do the work that you do now? Yeah, exactly. Um, so basically that what I'm doing now is helping my former self. I went through a burnout. I went through uh, a work-life balance life. I went through like, I keep giving people. I was, I wouldn't say I'm a people pleaser, but I was definitely like bent over at work for people trying to make them to like me. I didn't give myself enough credit, right? So my story started, so being a certified empowerment coach, this is actually my third career. My first career was um, in marketing. I, I'm not going to dive too deep onto that. But then my last career, I was a professional makeup artist in fashion and commercial industry for a decade. So I moved from San Francisco to LA to New York to basically to tr chase my dream. And I thought being a makeup artist will be my forever career. And I'm like, dude, I'm doing my dream job. It's so glamorous. It's so fun. And I just learned a lot um, on that aspect. And as pretty as it's look outside, no one knows that it's actually it's a very high stress job. Um, people thought that like, oh, yeah, you basically is working like nine to five, which is not. Um we work 10, 12, 14 hours a day. We go into set. We don't know what time we get out from set. Sometimes, um, and I, when I, especially when I used to work in New York, um, it's a whole different beast. West Coast is a still a little bit laid back, but when you're in a fashion capital, everything is just like, go, 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 go. There's no pause. One of my mentors was telling me that no one have half of a second waiting for you. You have to always on top of your game. So I got to the point that I developed um, depression and anxiety without knowing for so many years. Um, and some days that after I got home, I just want to isolate it myself. And I'm such as an extrovert person. I'm always like hang out with people, reaching out to people. But there's many days that I just feel like I want to be on the bed and curl in a ball and die. And I was like, this is not me. Um, and it's just because that I went through, as I said earlier, that I went through a non-work-life balance. Um, I go to work, like, let's say 6 a.m. <laughs> 14 hours, it would be like 8 p.m. So I don't see a lot of sunlight when you work in the studio, right? Um, and 
yeah, so basically it just messed up my mental and because of this very high stress, I constantly be being on the edge. Um, my emotional was just all over the place. Sometimes that I work and I have to wait for the payment, chase for the payment. So it's a lot of a moving puzzle. Um, and at the same time, you are worried that your client hire you. And why don't they hire you for the next job? You're very insecure. So I fight through a lot of insecurity, a lot of mental health issues. <laughs> um, and it took me a while, I would say. Uh, four years ago, I started going to therapy. And it took me a while to get to where I am today. Um, and understanding who I am, accepting I have flaws. I don't have to be perfect. And there's no one. Is perfect out there. Um, and you just basically love yourself no matter what. When you fall, you have to pick yourself up. You have to be, be your biggest cheerleader. And yeah, when you accept yourself more, you fill your own cup, then you can fill other people's cup. Wow. So you've already mentioned some serious nuggets, some serious gems that I feel like are going to resonate with the ladies listening. And so you mentioned, you know, maybe not necessarily people pleasing, but just kind of overextending yourself maybe sometimes and um, bending over backward for other people or for work or um, for the mission, for the cause that you are, you know, on. And I feel like so many women do the same thing because what we want is we're kind of, a lot of the times we're supporters. We love to serve. We love to help and ensure that other people are getting their needs met and watching people evolve and grow and progress brings us joy knowing that in some way we were a witness or we, you know, played a part. However, you know, I feel like maybe sometimes we don't have the best boundaries around, you know, oh, yeah. um, when to when to do that and when not to, how to have the signs that tell us, hey, you need to slow down and, you know, give to yourself and take care of yourself and bend over backwards for yourself, <laughs> just like you're bending over backwards for other people. I think one of the other things that you mentioned that's really significant is that you developed anxiety and depression and you didn't even realize, right? Mm -hmm. Because it may not be something that's just like a tow truck hitting you. It may be this slow creep that over time every day, right? It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger um, until it puts you down, until you can't get out of bed, until, you know, you're supposed to be on set, but you're so nervous or anxious or in a frenzy that you can't get out of your car and you don't know why you're so stressed. Right. And so I would love for you to kind of share, you know, cause we'll get into how you help people, but what were some of those early signs for you that were like, Oh wait, something's going on here. Like I need to pay attention and do something about this. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's funny enough that I would say my mental health journey is around eight years and I overcame it last year, right? I didn't notice that at first when I couldn't get out of bed, I didn't know that it was like a depression. It was like a mental health issue, right? I was a very happy kid. And I, I grew up happy. I always, as I said, I surrounding with good people. I surrounding with like joy, right? I got to the point that I don't know what joy is. I lost it. I completely lost it. And when I talk to people, there's something that it hits me. There was uh, a friend 
when I was just hanging out with him, I haven't hang out with him for like years. And then um, I got back to Bay Area because during that time I was in LA. I got back to Bay Area and I was just hanging out with him. And he was like, after a, an hour or two, he was like, there's something that I noticed. You couldn't stop talking about work. And that is only that is the only topic that you talk about, work, nothing else. And then years later, when I was in New York, one of my friends was like, I don't understand why you're so angry. Like you're constantly angry. You constantly complain. You just, you just hate your life so much. Like what is wrong? And I was like, there, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> Push away. All the sign that is telling me that it's, it doesn't sit right. Right. And then it got to a point that I was mentally really sick. What me, what it means is, um, as a makeup artist, I want to look good before I go to set. Um, so I do my makeup, I, I, I have my coffee, and then before I actually either go on subway or, or got into an Uber. Every time before I, I, uh, I go to my job, while I was doing makeup, I was literally crying inside. I was like crying, sobbing inside. There's like a little regard was like, dude enough is enough like like how much you want to push through this like you're just like genuinely not happy so that hits me and uh one of my very close girlfriends she suggested was like hey maybe you can see a therapist you're just talking to people and and you're really good at talking to people there it shouldn't be it shouldn't be hard for you I was like, okay, and and I just go in with my open heart and being open-minded. And when I got in, within five minutes, I was sobbing. I was like bawling my eyes out because it just a lot. <laughs> I was I was unaligned. I was just so unhappy with myself. I was like, what is wrong with my life? <laughs> So yeah, so that was the sign. One thing leaked to another, then it just lead me to therapist, and the therapist just lead me to this job. <laughs> oh my goodness, I love that, and I think you know what you say echoes a lot of people's experience because I, I'm a therapist by trade, but I'm also a coach separately. And one of the questions that I usually ask clients in the first session is, "How long have you been?" thinking about going to therapy, or how long have you been struggling with things like this or feeling, you know, like there's a little you inside that's crying and dying to, to shake you and tell you, hey, like you have to do something different. And a lot of the time, you know, people will tell me that they've been thinking about it or struggling for years mm -hmm. before they ever come to therapy. And so, you know, it's a very, at least that I've seen, common occurrence that, you know, women are waiting and they're trying to, I was going to say thug it out. They're trying to, you know, they're trying to work it out and stretch themselves and, and figure it out and, and, move, and try to ignore what's going on to push further, you know, because they're striving to get somewhere. However, that's actually getting in their way of really finding what they want in their lives. And I, you know, what you are speaking and what came to me was how many people have a goal or a dream that they, they're working toward, 
but then they get that goal or their dream and it's not all it's cracked up to be. It's not everything that it seemed like it was supposed to be. And that reality of like, I've been working to make this happen for years, or I went to school for this, or I I thought this was going to make me happy. And so it really makes me wonder, like, is it necessary to detach ourselves from a goal or dream? Yes. Work toward it. You did it for 10 years. Clearly, you know, you, you know, I'm sure you had really fun, cool experiences and met people and whatnot, but like your worth is not attached to what you are doing. Your value is not defined by your title or, you know, the way in which you, you know, make money in the world. And so I just wonder if a lot of us have gotten the wires crossed and tangled our self-worth and our identity with our work and what we do and and how we're getting paid and what we're getting paid for. And so, you know, the fact that you share openly your experience, I think is so admirable because it's terrifying, you know, to, to go through the experience. It's really hard to go and get a therapist to find someone and talk to a stranger about your life and, and unpack your own stuff. Cause it's like, what if I open the door and the stuff keeps pouring out and it never goes back? Like, what if I break myself and it's done, it's a done deal. You know, um, I think it can be really scary to address what's going on in our lives. So I have to just mention that, but I would love to hear about that pivot to, you know, you working in your own journey and then realizing, oh my gosh, like there's probably other people dealing with something like I'm dealing with and and I want to be a person that can help them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So um, it's funny enough that as I mentioned it earlier, four years ago, I start going to uh, therapy and therapy, it just opened, as you said earlier, that it opened that Pandora box. <laughs> For some people, of course, it's a lot to unpack and, and it's, everyone's different. No one have the same, um, same method or same solution, right? So I had a really great therapist, which is I was, I'm really lucky. And she led me to understanding a lot of my self-worth, which I didn't have any of those. I give credit for people like it's crazy. Like I remember like 2017, I was just hanging out with a, a with a, with a, a friend and I was like showing his, showing him my, my website. And I was like, and he was like, dude, you, your work is great. And I was like, well, the model is great. The photographer is great. The, the retoucher was great. And he was like, wait, but you didn't say how great you were. Right. So I'm so grateful that my therapist were was able to help me and lead me to understand that I was successful because I keep on thinking and seeing what's next, what's next, what's next, because that is fashion right there. No one being present. When you're present, you're already thinking what's three steps next. That's how the nature is, right? So um, my therapist was able to showing me that um, how much I worth, how successful I was, and like how hard work I I am as a person. And because of that, I start listening to a lot of podcasts. I start um, listen going on YouTube, watching a lot of different videos. I was just going through like a rabbit hole, <laughs> and I was like. My life is a mess. Let me fix it now. 
And um, <laughs> and actually, I don't really like to use the word fix because fix is such a strong word. I always say improvement, right? Um, but anyway, so I just went through that rabbit hole and long story short, I already know that my makeup career in fashion is, is time's up because I wasn't happy. I, I just need to get it out. And I was like, dude, if I stay here for another five, 10 years, what does it going to do for me? Nothing. (laughs) Yeah. It brings me bigger client more jobs, bigger portfolio than what? Like, I, I don't want to, the cost is my happiness. My cost is mental health. My cost is the relationship with all my friends and family. My cost is basically everything beside fame, right? And, and when I say fame, I wasn't even like a celebrity makeup artist. <laughs> but, um, so Shortly after, I realized that I just genuinely want to help people. And I really asked myself, what is my purpose on this earth, right? And of course, that the, the answer didn't hit me like right away. It took some time. But I, I always say that I, I'm always like, I always love to help people. I always want to support people. One thing led to another. It's just so funny. One day I was just visiting my parents at a coffee shop, um, visiting my parents in Las Vegas. And during that time I was in, in New York City and at a coffee shop, just like doing some work. And then I was like, oh, how to become a life coach? <laughs> Google that. <laughs> and I found a school and, and which is very aligned to me. And I went through another rabbit hole for four days to dig through all the informations that I could dig through. And I was like, okay, this sounds really great to me and sounds very aligned with me. So I went through the school for six months to get my uh, certifications. And my story is very resonate to majority people out there. Everyone is unique. I'm, and my story is unique because like not every makeup artist went through what I went through, right? But there's still a lot of aspect that is can resonate to other people. Then I was like, you know what? Why not? It sounds great to me. And I know that my, my life purpose is helping people. And just one thing led to another. After I graduated, then I started my business shortly after. And I started having clients. Um, and now, even though like sometimes when I just talk to people, like even talking to you, I know I'm helping others, people's out there, right? So I think it's just very fulfilling. It, I'm way happier. <laughs> and as I said earlier that I overcame my depression last year, I was like, woohoo! <laughs> I love it. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad to just, you know, be able to have a conversation like this and really be candid in um, discussing that, you know, this is a common experience for so many people. Millions of people are dealing with, you know, mental health concerns, anxiety, depression. The, the, the gamut is, is full of different ways in which people are struggling. And when I, one of the things that I think makes it even more challenging is that so many people also feel alone in it because people aren't talking about it and people aren't highlighting, you know, um, not necessarily the details of what they've experienced, but that, you know, there's someone who's dealing with something too. And so, 
you know, even just being able to hear that someone else is going through something similar um, to some extent can alleviate some of that weight and that loneliness and isolation that someone feels that's struggling. And when we look at people, you look really happy to me. You look bomb. You look like you look like you're living your best life. One day, I think I was downtown and I was at Taco Terry, and I think I saw you walk by, and you were like living your best life. And I was like, I'm not going to go run after her, but I was just like, you just looked like you were, you know, enjoying yourself on that day. And so when we look at people we make judgments that they're doing okay, that everything is fine and things must be perfect for them. I'm sure while you were doing makeup, like you said, you were putting your makeup on, you were putting yourself together to go to work. And so you might've cried in the car, the interview might've been crying, but then you got into the, into the realm, you stepped into the world and then you turned it on. And so, so many people also know how to fake it and put mm -hmm. on a smile and act like they're okay. And so just because someone looks like they're okay on the outside doesn't mean that that they're okay on the inside. And it's not bad to have to turn it on when you must to some extent, right? But when is it that you're able to let your hair down to actually be authentic and honest with yourself so that it doesn't have to stay that way forever? And so, um, you know, everything that you're mentioning, I think just resonates so much. And I would love to hear what do you think are some of, you know, the common denominators, the common threads, the common themes for those who end up really doing well in their work with you? What is it that helps them to, you know, progress and begin to get that work-life balance and, you know, be more self-accepting? Yeah. So a lot of people that they come to me, of course, that they are struggling on different aspects, right? Um, one thing I really love what you were saying earlier to fake it. And <laughs> I, I really against this saying, fake it until you make it. I'm like, dude, this is so not sexy. Of being authentic, being organic, and able to tell people what your thoughts are, that is sexy right there, right? And um, yeah, so when people come to me that they have, as I said earlier, that they have like different, they have different needs. But what I can help them, so I always say that we all have blind spots. And when you come to the coach or a therapist, the best, the best thing about it is because that they don't know you personally <laughs> and they can point, point it out to you. Oh, you're missing this part. You don't see this part. And we ask powerful questions, right? And make them to see it that they are actually a powerful people instead of like, oh yeah, let me dim my shine to blend in, not to show people that like how uh, powerful I am because I don't want to outshine people. Why can't you do that? Because that is actually inspiring. When you do that, when you shine the light, you're actually helping other people and giving opportunity to other people to shine their light, right? So I think that is that is one thing that I, I would love, like I impact my client, I would say. And and I believe that is a ripple effect. Once you help one person, what they can do is they, they change certain way of uh, the ways that they are doing. They will have a better uh, relationship with their family, have a better relationship with their coworkers. Let's say if I help a CEO, what is the benefit? Not only the CEO, the family, whoever under him, because he's happier, 
It's just as simple as that. People thought that like, oh yeah, I just want to be happy, but there's no no guideline. Oh, I just want to put up this mask to be happy. No, happiness is how do you be true to yourself, really accepting like, hey, you know what? I messed up on this. I can do better. Compassionate doesn't speak enough on so many level, and. Yeah, so I just think that like being compassionate and being like nurturing to yourself and your inner inner child, it's just very important and very healing. You know, you mentioned self compassion, and what comes to mind is how easy it is to show compassion to others sometimes, and how hard it can be. To show compassion to ourselves, and we oftentimes like that saying goes right, like we're our own worst critics. We will oftentimes say the worst, meanest, derogatory, you know, unkind things to and about ourselves. Oftentimes in our head, right? This is the the mental chatter and the inner critic and that inner voice that. You know, it's telling you you're not good enough. Maybe you can't make it happen. No, you shouldn't actually take a chance on you. No one's gonna like your business idea. No one's gonna buy your stuff. Or you know, no one's gonna want to marry you if you're 32 or whatever kind of like wild ideas that we come up with in our minds. But oftentimes we don't say those things out loud, right? Because we're not talking to our friends and family about that stuff, and we never get a chance to hear ourselves saying those things in Our voice, and what I tell people is, say it out loud. Say it out loud, and see if it really resonates. And confront yourself, because if your best friend was being attacked or being um, belittled, or someone was talking about your best friend, you would want to confront that person. You would have an urge to step in and stand up for them, but you don't ever get that chance with yourself because it's all happening inside your head. So when you say it out loud, a lot of the times it sounds ridiculous. A lot of the times we can say, okay, that's not nice, you know? And a lot of times we're like, oh, but then we have to replace it with something else. And that exactly. becomes the work that someone has to do. And again, you also don't have to and shouldn't necessarily do this work by yourself because it's like quicksand. You know you so well that you can put you in a headlock really quickly and easily. So that's why you need an empowerment coach or some kind of support. You need to get a therapist and a coach sometimes. You need both, Um, you you know, in order to help you take on that opponent, which is, you know, the version of you that might be scared or the version of you that's trying to protect you or the version of you that just hasn't evolved into who you are today as opposed to who you were yesterday, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And I love everything that you're mentioning kind of hitting on that. And so, you know, it sounds like you really get to step into your purpose on a daily basis in the work that you do with those that um, you have a chance to, to touch the lives of, but also that you in, are doing the work yourself continually because it never ends. You don't get never. to the end of it, um, that it's a constant process. So how is it that people can you know, stay in contact with you, learn more, and be able to um, yeah, get more tips and tricks on how to, to have this in their life too? 
Yeah. So I have a website. My website is regardtang.com. It's my first name, last name.com. Um, so I start start having a blog, which is is amazing blog. People check it out, please. <laughs> and I have an Instagram. People can find me on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is regardtangcoaching. Um, and they can reach out to me um, on the DM there um, and follow me. I do a lot of um, inspirational quotes. Um, I give tips and tricks. Um, I just give a lot of like content to people, like a quick um, chewable content. Um, so people can find me there. And if they want to email me um, the old school way, which is I love old school. <laughs> You can send me a letter too if you want, <laughs> just saying. Um, but it's info at regardtank.com. So um, all the information is going to be on my website. So once they go on, get on my website, um, they can see it. Um, but also one thing that I want to touch on earlier, you were saying that um, you don't say that very harsh things to your friends. I always suggest to my clients to journal it or record it, like actually record it and then listen it like a week after or two weeks after when the negative thoughts that is not there as loud, right? So you can actually hear like, oh my God, would I say this to my friends? Why would I use this tone? So yeah, so that is another trick for the listener out there. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes, that all of these tips and tricks are things to experiment with. They are um, tricks to pull out of your bag and and try and see what works. The easiest, quickest way, the most you know, I think sustainable way is getting support. And I will yell that from the mountaintops. And so she opened up her DMs and done said that you can reach out and, you know, ask a question, let her know that you've enjoyed this podcast episode um, and, and be able to just kind of continue this process for yourself. Because if there's a voice in you right now, as you've been listening, saying like, hmm, maybe, I, maybe this is the year, maybe this is the time I'm supposed to start doing this. Maybe I should, maybe I should get some help. Maybe I, maybe I could, you know, be happier in my life. Maybe I can make improvements, not fix, but maybe I can improve some things. You want to follow that voice because that's a part of being true to yourself. That's a part of being authentic. The more that we stifle, silence ourselves and not follow what our intuition or our gut is telling us, the more that we're going to lack trust in ourselves, feel yeah. low self-esteem and lack of confidence. And so this might be the one, you know, the one time where it's like, okay, ooh, it's, it's scary. Let me just do it. You know what I mean? Close your eyes, press send and run away from the phone or whatever. But yeah. I appreciate you so much for being on the show today. Just an amazing story. And I think that's why our lives are so dynamic. And that's why our lives have um, the ups and downs that they do, because a lot of the time, our life is supposed to serve as how we are to show up to serve others at a later point. So if you're struggling, know that it will change, hopefully, and that it can change sooner if you get tapped in with the right resources, therapy, coaching, books and podcasts and all that stuff. But you are a worthwhile investment. You're valuable and worthy. And we appreciate you for listening. Thank you. Um, and I want to add one last thing um, for the listener out there i offer a 45 minutes um clarity section so people can reach out to me and um i understand for some people that they are very uncomfortable and actually lately there was a lady just 
found me on Instagram and reached out to me. And I was like, you know what? Kudos to you. Um, so it is okay to feel uncomfortable. I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to be your accountable partner. I'm here to guide you. And basically, I'm your best friend that you just haven't found yet. <laughs> Y'all, how could I even forget? Y'all, 45 minutes, people's time is of the essence. Yeah. So 45 minutes to be able to start getting clarity on where you are and some steps on how to get to where you want to be um, could literally change the course of your life, can literally make your life look different six months from now, 12 months from now, and forevermore um, because of one choice that you've made uh, because this episode resonated with you or regards story resonated with you. And so I would just urge you not to ignore whatever voice is coming up if there is one and uh, just, whew, man, this, that, I'm telling you, there are three separate episodes, okay? Self-acceptance is its own episode. Work-life balance, its own episode. Burnout, that's a whole, that's, so we may have to have you back, but- We will be back. <laughs> yes. I appreciate you and Thank we you. appreciate y'all listening, Gems. Yeah. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.